All right. Thanks everyone for uh, for joining me on uh, the High Ground podcast, which is what I've chosen to name it. Um, not only for obvious reasons, but I, I really think that we should focus on bringing a positive light to Star Wars. I think our community is kind of dripping with negativity a lot, so we, we're going to take the high ground and uh, we're going to support everyone as much as we can. Uh, I am Brandon, also known as uh, Darth Choco or Darth Chocolate, uh, depending on where you find me, uh, but I'm, I'm all over. And I figure let's go clockwise. We'll start with Shaylee, if you can introduce yourself and um, how you got into Star Wars and yeah, just introduce yourself. Um, well, I'm Shayla Wren on TikTok, but that is the only Star Wars related thing you can find me on. So I don't have to give multiple things, but I was introduced to Star Wars from the time I popped into existence for my dad. <laughs> he, um, ever since I was like tiny, 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 we would play um, Jedi power battles on the Dreamcast. I love and that game so much. It's so good. I love that game. It's so good. I would I would come home every day and be like, Dad, can we play the game? <laughs> so, and then I would watch The Phantom Menace over and over, and I would be like, this is the coolest thing in existence. <laughs> I really <laughs> thought it was the coolest thing. And then, yeah, so I grew up on the prequels and the originals, and that's, I try to make sure it's not my only personality trait, but sometimes it seems <laughs> But yeah, and then been loving it ever since. <laughs> Legit, that game is is why I love Pokoon so much, and it's why my yes. favorite lightsaber color is yellow. Yes, I love and, playing Plo. Uh, oh man, no, it was yeah, it was just so good, especially the feed level where you're running through and there's rocket launchers and stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All about oh, that it's game. So nostalgic. It's so nostalgic. <laughs> and then like I would love where you could go into like the practice I don't remember it was like a training arena or something and like you could play like the droids too yeah. <laughs> oh I love the game I still have my Dreamcast it still works I need to play it again I'm thinking of um in the future like going on Twitch and literally just myself playing through all of the Star Wars games That'd be so uh, fun. there's been some really terrible ones but a lot of amazing <laughs> they're fun <ones. laughs> to laugh at yeah all right, and then we'll keep going with the clockwise. Travis, have you introduced yourself? Hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, my name's Travis, a uh, good friend of Brandon's. Uh, you may recognize me from one or two of his podcasts prior. Uh, I, I, what, what can I say? Star Wars is like, uh, you know, my first meal of the day, probably. <laughs> I, I don't have breakfast. I just have like Attack of the Clones. Uh, <laughs> Vader O's. We need to make a cereal. <laughs> yeah, Bub Bubba Fett is uh, is is like my uh, my blankie. No, uh, I, yeah, no. I, I actually I own a lot of Star Wars shirts. A lot of people will be. It's like the first thing they see. They're like, oh, that guy likes Star Wars. And uh, and I like that because. Because it, it helps you identify other Star Wars fans and you have cool conversations. Um, so so I tend to wear a lot of Star Wars shirts. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, I, uh, what can I say? Like Star Wars is uh, 
creatively uh, a very big inspiration to me. Uh, I'm a musician and an artist and uh, a lot of, not, I don't necessarily make Star, Star Wars art all the time or music ever, but, but it's kind of like the same thing that drives Star Wars is the, um, the depth and the emotion and yet the adventure and the, the, the humor. You know, I think all uh, facets of it that that I like to include in whatever I'm doing. Yeah. And, uh, anyways, I'll stop there. Speaking of which, I legit have an acoustic song um, that is titled The Boys in White, and it's about the life of a clone trooper. I'm thinking about debuting it somewhere. I haven't figured out, out quite yet. Yeah. But, yeah. And then uh, I'll help you with it if you need any. <laughs> Last but certainly not least, we have Jacob. Let's uh, talk about I appreciate it. You uh, invite me back again. I uh, got into Star Wars. I'm pretty sure that I was in at the uh, drive-in theater at six months old when A New Hope came out. It was just called Star Wars in 1977. Uh, but I don't remember that part. I do remember going to see Empire at a probably the same drive-in uh, when I was almost uh, four years old. So that it's just been a part of my life ever since. Um, there w was a serial called C3PO's for a while from <laughs> Kellogg. And I'm pretty sure I ate quite a bit of that when it was out. Uh, or, yeah, Yoda kind of freaked me out, but he still does, uh, especially Rebels Yoda and original. <laughs> Yoda. But, uh, yeah, it, it's something that's just been a fun part of my own uh, just childhood and now adulthood. Uh, it's something I share with my friends and we've debated things like how could there be, you know, pew pew and vroom sounds out in space in the vacuum. So we came up with like these physics explanations of how the Death Star maybe has enough density, it has a small atmosphere, you know, just stupid nerdy stuff like that. So uh, it's so fun to see people younger than me, like all of you, uh, he enjoying Star Wars and I'm still making Star Wars content and I'm just, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Oh man. I, I love so much that uh, George Lucas was, was a genius, how he structured things where each generation gets a new Star Wars. And although yes, that makes it prime for hate from the previous generation, mm. it's still really good. And we all eventually catch up, you know? Um, yeah, this is my third round of of trilogies defending them. So yeah, <laughs> a, a war vet. Mm -hmm. Star Wars. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I'm I'm this guy on the island, uh, just kind of old and yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <The> wise. <laughs> well, um, yeah. To go ahead and get started with our little what if this is kind of a loose experiment and hopefully it. it works out but um yeah someone had posted a, a what if question uh, to multiple of us creators uh, and that's kind of what spawned this the the question was you know what if anakin had defeated obi-wan um instead of the other way around lucifer and so you know my answer uh so uh dane wood actually got the question first and actually stole what i would have said so I had another answer that I thought might have been um, that was just a little bit different, you know, and I was thinking about it and I thought, well, let's say, um, so Anakin survived, right? Now, 
yes, he did kill a lot of Jedi <laughs> just just before this. But um, I think him fighting and defeating his friend really would have might have pulled him out of that rage, right? Might have dropped him in, into sadness, and he devastated. I can imagine him walking back to his uh, back to the ship and seeing Padme lying there, and. Mm-hmm. You know, he he would have got her to some medical attention real quick, and you know whether or not you know, we haven't had it confirmed that it was actually Palpatine siphoning off Padme's life force. It hasn't been confirmed. I like that theory, uh, but she also could be you know dying because literally, like the love of her life turned out to be a mass murderer, and the whole government that she spent all of her life protecting became a dictatorship. Like she lost everything in one fell swoop. So whether or not those are the reasons, if Anakin was the one that saved her, I I think she would have found the will to live, you know, and she wouldn't have needed to siphon off her life force. And her being so strong-willed, there's no way she would have like sat there and hung around in the Empire. So I could picture them running off to some corner of the galaxy, maybe even Tatooine, and you know, trying to make a life with each other there and raising their two kids. And I I don't think Anakin would have remained on the dark side in that scenario. And he would have raised them probably a little bit more balanced than the Jedi were uh, back then. Um, but ultimately, they would see the need for them to stand up to the Emperor. And so I picture all three of them trying to face the Emperor together and mm. whether or not that works that's a whole different story we can, we can write that but that's that was my what if scenario that kind of sparked all this um now our order kind of changed because travis dropped out but um i don't know a- any thoughts on that uh scenario travis uh yeah i mean i think that would be an interesting thing to see you can also uh, tell me if I'm just flat out wrong and stupid and, uh, <laughs> and just redo it. That's, that's I, cool. This is a super free form. But we want you to invite us back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you could be wrong. You know, it's mm-hmm. your imagination. <laughs> but in, as far as what I, what I think would happen, um, and that's if you're saying if uh, Padme and Anakin had just gone off Basically, if Anakin beat Obi-Wan instead of the other way around. That's the only yeah. thing that's different. Yeah. Um, I I find it a little bit hard to believe that Padme could could like go anywhere and forgive him for what he had already done at that point, killing the younglings. Mm. Um, Didn't even think I, about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, unless no visitation he, for you. I mean, he unless he used some sort of uh, dark side, you know, hypnotism on her or something. Uh, But I'm, I guess, yeah. I mean, that right there kind of stops it for me. But if she did go along with it, then I mean, it'd be a little bit romantic and nice that they could have a family or whatever. But. there would just be a little bit of darkness there that I think would have, it would probably resurface at some point. Okay, that's cool. I like that a lot, actually. Uh, Shaylee, your thoughts? 
Yeah, I almost, I feel like if Padme could have pulled him out of it, it would have to be before Obi he killed Obi-Wan. I feel like him killing his brother would push him too far <laughs> to the dark side because, like, it would make more, like, she tried to pull him back, like, already, like, before that. So if she couldn't do it before he killed his brother, I think killing his brother would probably push him a little too into the deep end to get pulled out. But I, I do, I also don't want to underestimate the power the, of, like, Padme's love for him that it has. I do think it's not, it wouldn't be impossible for her to bring him out. Like, that is an interesting theory as well. I just almost feel, like, if I were to imagine it, I would be like, oh, man, he's too far gone. She already tried once, <laughs> like, and now he's killed somebody who practically raised him. But, um, yeah, who knows? They're, he's pretty dramatic. I feel like he, he could go a lot, lots of ways with his emotions. <laughs> and I, I just, just because you said the power of love, I have a Huey Lewis playing in my head, and it's like... <laughs> It's awesome, totally. actually. Uh, uh, Jacob? So I, I think about all these scenarios and I think about, you know, what she did actually say. She said, you know, run away with me. You know, I want to go back to Naboo and raise uh, the kid or somewhere else at that point. She had tried a couple of different ways and she already saw the aftermath of him killing, you know, not just the men, but the women and children too. And that wasn't enough of a red flag for her to run away. So <laughs> kind of like... Uh, attached to this sort of abusive guy, even though he had more life choices her. all around. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm imagining, you know, I, I'm a dad, I have five kids and uh, three of them are young girls. And I just, I think about if Anakin had turned back, you know, to the good side and they ran away and raised Leia, you would see the dark side in him again, whenever some boy did Leia wrong. Like, you think he mm. went after Rush Clovis hard. I mean, <laughs> oh, dude, it hurts my daughter. Mm, dark side's coming out. So, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, but that would be interesting. And I think one thing that Star Wars probably will never do, but would be, I think, really fascinating is if there was like a what if series, like what we're about to have with the MCU on Disney Plus. So those animated, you know, what if stories, I'm really looking forward to those. And I know in comics, we've had that for a long time with parallel universes and things. But uh, I just, I mean, I would love to see that explored by somebody, you know, official, just for fun, maybe an animated show, but obviously not canon. It would all be legends. But. Yeah, yeah. And I, so that's one thing is I, I really wish that legends would, would continue as a separate thing, but mm. I want it to continue, you know, um, not, not everything we get needs to be canon, in, in my opinion. But um, no, awesome. Thank you so much for, for, the, for the feedback. Um, not gonna lie, Travis, you, you kind of broke me with, uh, yeah, she's she's not gonna forgive that. <laughs> and then, so it leads me to believe that she would go off and raise him and use her influence to try and uh, gather Jedi texts and stuff and let them learn that Anakin probably would still be Vader at the beck and call, but uh, at least Luke and Leia would have faced them together in that scenario so that that'd be cool i want to see luke and leia as teenagers like talking back to anakin <laughs> like they all try to force choke each other i don't know how that would work it would be very dysfunctional but you, actually well, after what you said is i'm picturing like all of leia's boyfriends at some point had some weird uh, experience of oh. being choked in yeah exactly <laughs> it suddenly just stops coming around this is the 13th one yeah 
Don't Every time I come around, something flies off the wall and hits me. I'm like, right. it's, it's weird. Like, oh. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Travis, did you get a chance to look around and kind of pick out a what-if scenario? Oh, yeah. Um, or make up your own? I, yeah. I, there was one I had in mind last night that was interesting to me. And then I looked at the email. and I mean, it, There's it a is a little bit. TLDR, you know, but but I scanned it. I actually picked a, like three at random, and then I and then I started actually reading it, and there was some interesting ones. Uh, so, without further ado, uh, okay, one that I really liked was, what if Luke and Leia were raised together, which is kind of a little bit like what we were just talking about. Um, and I haven't really given it that much thought, but but it would be really interesting. And I think we might be getting a story similar to that um, in the future if they go with like Ray being pregnant with twins. Um, there's, you know, some people will think that that's where it's heading um, because twins kind of are recurring, a recurring thing and um, if she had twins and named them Jason and Jaina, uh, uh, yeah, that would be beautiful. But uh, the the rumor that I heard is those are not the names. Um, but uh, yeah, Kira, I think it's Kira and Zane. Uh, Kira is an obvious choice. That was Ray's original name and Lucas's old script. But yeah, yeah I mean, what what do you think? Play out the scenario. How do you think that would have been different? Um, well, I guess it would imply that they were both taken to Alderaan, and so, so Luke and Leia living on Alderaan, they would both be royalty, and, I mean, Luke, he might be, like, a spoiled brat, you know, like... (laughs) Leia was a little bit like a spoiled brat, at least from Han's perspective. Um, but I think that was a misunderstanding on his part. Uh, but I think Luke would have actually been a spoiled brat. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's he's a, a whiny little punk. I, I, I can yeah. Yeah. Well, I like <laughs> the power converters now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like Mike TV or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that's not giving so much credit to, uh, uh, what's, what's his name, um, Jimmy Smith's um, Bail Organa. Yeah. <laughs> Bail Organa. Like, him and his wife, they may have been great parents and raised them right, and he may have taught, had a lot to teach Luke. And uh, maybe knowing, knowing where they came from, Bail Organa may have had a lot of wisdom to share with him, kind of uh, nurturing and uh, hopefully priming him for some sort of future of, uh, you know, being a very important future. Mm. And, and maybe he would have eventually got him in touch with Yoda or some other Jedi to train him. Um, so it may not have turned out so differently. I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to say. 
That's that's interesting. Uh, well, I don't know, sorry. Let, I'll, I'll go to go Shaylee first. <laughs> that this scenario kind of excites me because I loved in Rebels when we got to see Leia helping the rebellion. So I feel like that that let's say that they did take them both to Alderaan instead of t- both of them to Tatooine. That would have been an unstoppable. I I would have loved that dynamic of having them both like working together in the rebellion and stuff. They would have been great. So that that's immediately where my brain goes. I'm like rebels. They would have been so good for the rebellion because she did yeah. so much. Like oh, that makes me really want that. <laughs> but also maybe like more even of a team dynamic um, between them and the original trilogy too. You know, like more of a um, maybe equal less playing kissing. field. Yeah. A lot less kissing. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> Can we retcon? Can we... That's, that to be clear, me. some, <laughs> but just less. <laughs> oh no! No, like on a cheek or something, because there yeah, were a couple yeah, of those. Yeah. There, there are four kisses on film uh, between the two of them. No, it's as true. I just I've counted. I was just <laughs> laughing at the. Uh... <laughs> well, my cousin, I was talking to him earlier, Sean, and uh, he was like, "What if?" Leia fell madly in love with Luke in the first movie. And, and we're going to stop you there. Um, <laughs> Jake, have your thoughts? All right. <laughs> Not that kind of channel? Okay. That um, was my reaction. <laughs> yeah. They stopped that before it got too weird, I think. Because, I mean, a lot of people don't understand because, especially all of you that grew up and the originals were already there. And then this other generation that's even younger that like all six of the films were there. And so they just grew up, you know, sort of with those that the original trilogy wasn't like this master plan that had every detail out of it. Most movies don't go that way anyway. Uh, But there were some things that, you know, changed along the way. Originally George Lucas said he didn't want the death star until episode six. Like that was always the plan to have it in return. It wasn't like, Oh, I ran out of ideas. He just decided, okay, if I'm only going to get to do one movie, let's throw the death star in a new hope. Uh, so, I mean, there's things like that. I only get that from the DVD commentaries, which I'm still glad that I have. Uh, ancient technology, I know. But back to this scenario. With it's an older kids. code. Yeah, exactly. It still <laughs> checks, checks out. Um, I, I'm thinking about Luke when he first, uh, you know, got away maybe from Dagobah after he found out Leia was his sister and he's in the X-Wing and he's flying. He's like, wait a minute. She grew up where? And I grew up on Tatooine. <laughs> Like, why did I get the shaft here? Yeah, (laughs) I just he had to work those things out, and he's just cursing Obi Wan's ghost the whole time, right? Until he gets to the next scene. So we farmed moisture, (laughs) (laughs) and like Ray, you know, I didn't know there was this much green in all the galaxy. Like I can imagine Luke felt she's a princess, princess, right? Exactly. Which I I did a comparison between Ray and. Uh, and Leia's story and there's actually a lot of parallels between their stories but there's an opposite when it comes to that like Leia was a princess but Rey was a slave Mm -hmm. and so it's just to me my heart breaks for Rey like I just I love how they took her character I know we're not talking about Rey right now but like I just uh, I don't know I've got kids her age from the Force Awakens and so I just think of her like I wanted to adopt her let's take care of this kid but uh Anyway, I know I'm an old man. I'll let you ask the next question. <laughs> well, like, yeah, I, I'll, 
Uh, although it, it's it's not related to our, our topic. Um, the thing that I found super weird in Rise of Skywalker is it was like, yeah, they still sold you <laughs> to Uncar Plut, but it was to protect you. <laughs> but they I'm got money. What were the but other they alternatives? Did get money. Here, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That just yeah. this makes me chuckle. Um, no, I, I I love that that scenario because um, I I made a video today talking about at least in the post Battle of Yavin Legends, Jaina Solo is my favorite character. She is awesome. If you haven't read any of that stuff, and um, I love the concept of if they were raised together, they would kind of be Jason Solo and and Jaina Solo. You know, because they they both have those, they carried on those personalities, and um, that would be dope. <laughs> I, yeah. I I would for sure pay to see that. Uh, yeah, I I do think that um, that Luke would be would still be like the whiny, and Luke would be the princess in that in that scenario. In my <laughs> That's just me. But <laughs> uh, Shayla, you get a chance to pick out a what if? Yes. Which one? I picked two. Um, one of them I picked is already kind of similar to the what we talked about the first time. It's the, but I like it. So it's from Diego Sanchez, 621. It's like, what if Obi-Wan didn't leave Anakin on Mustafar? And like in that scenario, I think it plays like pretty similarly to what we were talking about before. But like, so... Obi-Wan still beat him, but he didn't leave him. Anakin was in no shape to, like, put up a fight. He had lost limbs and stuff. So it does make me wonder. Yeah, he was (laughs) – we have an Anakin McNugget left. So it does make me wonder if they could have – if he had brought him back, if they had – could have had the chance to bring him back from the dark side in that scenario because then they kind of would have had the upper hand, like – to have time to talk to him and have him have Padme talk to him, reunite him with Padme and um, all that. Like in that scenario, that act of compassion from Obi-Wan to bring him back and then having the ability to actually talk him, talk to him without him being able to fight back, which sounds so messed up, but you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> I kind of feel like they could have brought him back in that scenario from the dark side. That's cool. I I didn't. Even, I missed that question altogether. All but uh, Jake, have your thoughts? I mean, I was thinking the opposite. Like, what if he actually did his job and finished him off? I know that's dark, but like, <laughs> everyone failed in a sense. Like, he thought he he went there to defend, uh, you know, the the Republic, although that was gone. But like to defeat Anakin, and he just left him there to burn up. Like, first of all, that's horrible. But. It's just like, what if he actually finished him off? Then he wouldn't have been able to defeat Palpatine when he did. So, spoiler if you haven't seen Return of the Jedi. But <laughs> Darth Vader's Luke's father. Uh, yeah, my, my, my full-on rule is you get two weeks, and then you have no one to blame but yourself. People are um, yelling at me about spoiler. Rebels. Like, bruh, I haven't seen it. Like, sorry, it's been out a while. <laughs> For a minute, yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm. I'm just trying to picture. 
because I've seen people like do art and stuff about like oh, what would uh, a light side Vader look like and a light side you know Palpatine looks like. I want to see. I haven't seen anyone do like what would a light side Anakin post uh, no limbs look like? Would he just be like a not as scary uh, as the Vader mask, probably. <laughs> well, that that's I'm actually where I was. Where, uh, go ahead. That's where I was going with it. Is I think we've all probably seen the light side Vader art, yeah, where he's like a white suit and everything, and that's what I picture happening. Um, I mean, assuming he <laughs> stays on the light side, because he's gonna need all of that machinery to stay alive. Um, so so then you know you just got a white vader you got the uh, vanilla <laughs> yeah, so i'm, I'm even starting a, to tear up because... but with better uh, better jokes right oh. so. <laughs> <laughs> well i'm even starting to tear up because i'm i'm legitimately picturing uh like 90s cartoon professor xavier in in the chair Ooh. right <laughs> oh, but wow. it's anakin he just kind of like burned up <laughs> And then when he fights, he just kind of has lightsabers like floating around him, like uh, <laughs> like Kraya or, and uh, or like Ahsoka did when she cut that hole. Yeah, in the the last what was it, the last? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Four seven. Mm, yeah, had to spin around. I was just like, wow, that was amazing. We or would he be like 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 Rayman, where he just has floating hands and feet? <laughs> oh, you said Rayman, and I heard Is Rain it? Man. Uh, yeah, I was thinking two, yeah. two very, Excellent very different drivers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's familiar with Rayman, but it's like it was like an old uh, video game where it's like this, like a, it was like a head and like a teardrop body, and it was like this like cute character, but his hands were like floating. He had no arms; they were just floating gloves. Yeah, it's like the the Wii <laughs> characters that you make for yourself. Um, yeah, and like feet. So like his limbs were invisible. So thinking like Anakin could be kind of like that guy. <laughs> oh, but to Padme's credit, I think she'd stick with him in that scenario. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. Jacob, uh, I want to hear if you have a scenario. Uh, so, so many great questions submitted. I'm going to take one that's not quite story. It's uh, from Forrest Morse 12. And the question was, what if Star Wars didn't exist? I saw that one and I was like, ooh. <laughs> and I, I can tell you there are several things that would be different. I don't know that it would be exactly like it was in the 1970s, but it would at least be different. Uh, we would still probably have movies that had five minutes of credits at the beginning. Uh, a lot of the technology that even exists outside of the movie industry, but particularly within it, the film business wouldn't exist or it would be vastly different because George Lucas pioneered so many things and the ILM team and everybody else. Uh, so many different new techniques uh, so many amazing things like one of the things people griped about the prequels in my generation was too much CGI well CGI was still pretty new at the time and they it was invented freaking amazing. It. they invented well, right. it in they, that so movie. much of it was invented for those movies right yeah and so it was uh, I mean it, and to hear him talk about it at the time like he's pioneering new technology just like he did back in the day it's just so much like so much pop culture 
so much of just sci-fi, but way beyond is really owes it. Like he's the granddad of all that stuff or like the godfather uh, of so much of our culture. And it's, uh, I mean, the iconic villains and everybody, the characters that he came up with have been a part of our culture. It would just be really different. I don't know if I would like it. Like we would all be mm-hmm. wearing Star Trek shirts. Just kidding. I, I like Star Trek too, but <laughs> it just hasn't had the recent life like Star Wars has for sure. And it's just amazing. Well, I mean, Star Trek itself got canceled and it was renewed after Star Wars came out. And people were like, oh, you guys like space and stuff. Yeah, let's, uh, right? let's do more of that. Yeah. That's interesting because also uh, Pixar wouldn't exist. Mm. Um, I I think uh, I I know that um, the top two influencers of social idioms have been William Shakespeare and The Simpsons. Actually, beat William Shakespeare, but that that was like five or six years ago. But um, Star Wars is well up on that list with mm-hmm. how it has influenced our culture. So that would be that'd be fascinating to see where we would be, or if the if movies and what we know to be possible would be several years behind what we've seen. You know what I mean? Like, I mean imagine if two thousand one, A Space Odyssey, was still like the pinnacle of sci-fi. Now it was amazing for the day, and there's some visual things that are still amazing today. But like that was. I, I just don't, if, if there wasn't somebody like George Lucas who came along and took it even further, I just don't know what it would look like. like yeah. Maybe we'd be back to uh, silent movies. I don't know. That's kind of what I'm picturing now. It's, especially after watching like the um, behind the scenes for the original trilogy and how much George Lucas fought to let these studios, let him do these things. Man, oh, yeah. I, I think we'd be 20 years behind where we are right now. At oh, least. Yeah, people complain about the business, but the business is, I think, vastly better because of him and the fact that there are other ways to fund your films now than just a boardroom of old dudes that don't know what they're doing, and except for writing checks, right? Uh, although if they want to write me one, I'll take it, but depends on what <laughs> they want me to make. But uh, yeah, it'd be very different. The world would be very different. Yeah, Travis. Uh, what, what do you think? Would, would you would you exist if Star Wars weren't here? Would we be friends? I don't know. Uh, what would you for breakfast? I hope so. Uh, <laughs> I know I would exist uh, because my parents weren't exactly Star Wars fans uh, when I was created. But uh, I don't know. I, like Star Wars, in a lot of ways, has kept me. Uh, around so you know maybe i wouldn't be here but uh but what i what i think is you guys are saying i i think i'm the opposite you know if star wars didn't exist or george lucas didn't create it i think there would be a void like a vacuum that would have been filled like Mm -hmm. something would have come about um, maybe not in 1977, but maybe 1980. Um, there, it would be very sh- a short time before someone else was innovative, uh, like James Cameron, for example. There's a lot of directors that that were already well on their way towards who who they were becoming in the mm-hmm. 80s. And uh, there's no doubt about what George Lucas did in reinventing filmmaking and um, uh, 
revolutionizing technology and everything. I mean, there's no, there's no question to that, but I feel like somebody or a collective of people would have, would have resulted, you know, in something similar. Um, we'd be in an alternate universe, but it would be mm -hmm. similar in a lot of ways. Um, and, you know, because I just go back to the principle of like the evolution of technology, where if you go back to the invention of the light bulb, you have Thomas Edison and you have uh, Tesla, Nikola Tesla, and they were both developing these technologies. And at the same time, not even knowing each other's work and they would have invented the light bulb. You know, somebody was going to invent the light bulb. Um, so there, there's a groundwork of, of technology and, and in the, in, in Hollywood, there was this building of, there was an evolution towards where we are today, towards where Star Wars evolved from, uh, that I think something would have, would have happened similar to Star Wars. Okay. I, I, I do like that. It actually makes me think of um, the Marvel comic universe where there are certain planets or uh, alternate universes where what if man evolved from wolves instead of <laughs> and that's <laughs> where like some old Wolverine content and like and Save mm. the Tooth and all that stuff came from is like uh, it's it's just funny but that's that's what kind of what it made me think of and a pig just walks up and says it can get weirder <laughs> <what I'm> <laughs> uh, yeah uh, Shaylee so I actually my senior year of high school I was taking like English 1101, which is like the first college English, English class. And for my final research paper, I wrote a paper called The Cultural Impact of Star Wars. <laughs> so I just pulled it up and <laughs> it actually does. I did talk a lot about um, the CGI and stuff was like very um, revolutionary for its time. And I like the Phantom Menace, I have that it was 90% of the backgrounds were CGI, which is unheard of in other movies. Like, it, so yeah, the technology was very um, ahead of its time. And then another big thing about um, Star Wars was actually kind of personal for me is Princess Leia, because there was a big, like, it, she was about the time the big feminist movement was happening. And like, it was just, representation of a powerful female lead in a sci-fi movie who wasn't just like a damsel in distress and there to be um eye candy <laughs> even though she was kind of at some points but it was still for its time like hey women can do whatever they want they can be both if they want or yeah exactly <laughs> there you go so <laughs> um but yeah so her character was very um very not common <laughs> at the time and it was a different um, kind of princess for sure yeah it was very someone's very gotta save our skins and she just exactly. starts blasting people and you're like that was so did you have a plan for getting us out yeah. aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper right yeah <laughs> they go to rescue her she insults them immediately it's awesome <laughs> yeah she so like even like even if there were female leads they're very so the thing is like they're very easy to swallow for a lot of men like easy to be okay with but she pushed men out of their comfort zones and was very sassy like y'all were saying and very out there so like she was a big deal for um so uh 
like film and female representation. So that's one thing that we would definitely be missing um, that may have been set back a little bit if Star Wars hadn't been a thing. And then I also have like fun stuff on here. Like there was, people made like an actual, like people actually practice a Star Wars religion. Like that's a thing. Like <laughs> people made a religion out of it. So the yeah, cultural wait, you know, you guys impact. Aren't part of it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we all are. You guys are. <laughs> so like the cultural impact is very um, obvious. <laughs> things like that. <laughs> There's so many things culturally right. and technology and yeah. Yeah, that's that's a no. That, that's an awesome point because she, she absolutely was a feminist icon and like was the ultimate princess right i mean mm -hmm. people don't realize like who her parents was mm -hmm. she was literally a, a princess <laughs> mm -hmm. um and if you haven't read uh the princess diarist please read it that's it's such yeah. a good read uh carrie fisher. i love carrie fisher mm. yeah and uh, I got the audio version where it's her herself talking about it, and she. I want that. <laughs> it's it's incredible. Uh, I've mentioned this before in a previous episode, but Travis was there with me uh, in 2015 at the Star Wars Celebration when they were talking about the Force Awakens, where the trailer was released. We were at that Star Wars Celebration, and we went to the Carrie Fisher panel, and had her talking about it. And we watched her make out with a random dude with a neck beard in the audience. It was super weird. <laughs> but Iconic. she was, yeah, she was so freaking cool. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, mo moving forward, um, I had picked a second one. And I thought about um, what if, and I, I don't know what your guys' timelines are like, if we can always end, end sooner. <laughs> but I thought of uh, one of the questions was, um, what if we are, you're watching Empire Strikes Back and uh, Vader is there and he's toying with, with Luke like he was there on, on Bespin and he tells him, no, I, I am your father. Join me and we can rule the galaxy as father and son. And then Luke says, okay. <laughs> <laughs> How would that be different? Um, he would keep his arm, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. We'd have yeah, one he, more arm. He wouldn't lose I'm the I'm just thinking limb. about Poe saying to him, you might want to rethink your technique. Like, <laughs> maybe his ask just wasn't a good sell. I don't know. <laughs> he had just watched Glengarry Glenn Ross and had that whole speech <laughs> down. And he's like, you know. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, he so if, if Luke had just joined joined up with Vader, you know, how would that be different? And I I think that Palpatine ultimately had the same plan. He was looking for a, a new vessel, and I think Luke might have become that vessel in that scenario. Uh so I mean, obviously two ways it plays out. Um Vader and Luke joined forces over Pal Palpatine, or Palpatine being uh you know, dope as he is sees it coming and figures out a way to become the new the new vessel. Either way, I, the force itself wants equilibrium. So what would the force create 
in order to combat that, right? Um, you know, there's darkness and then the light rises to meet it. Mm. Uh, I think that in that scenario, we actually get Starkiller. We, we get the force unleashed in the universe because someone that overpowered is what would be needed in that, in that scenario. That's, that's mm. my, my thoughts on it. Because I, I think the force is always going to try to reach equilibrium in any scenario. I mean, that was a big part of Ray's explainer. Even though she was born from the dark side, she still wasn't dark ever. And, well, I mean, she did have her moments. But the, the reason why, like, Anakin's or Luke's saber uh, called out to her and why the force, like, why there was just so much pushing her in that direction was the force trying to balance itself out, right? Mm-hmm. So... I love her character, but I'll, so do uh, I. I'll save that for another one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I can't, I can't wait. Like I, I want to keep making these podcasts and then every other one, like the next one will be all about Phantom Menace and we'll do like a side thing and then the next movie and keep going. But I can't wait until I can have you, uh, Jacob on the, the force awakens. Um, <laughs> that's, that's going to be good. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, but uh, Travis, uh, what, what do you think? Uh, if Luke joined Vader, um, I think that would be a very interesting scenario because if he's joining the dark side, then he he's going to be tapping into the dark side. What is a source of his darkness? Could be his hatred for Vader. So I think that Emperor rather than them overthrowing the emperor, I mean, which is also a possibility, I think the emperor would would uh, exploit that and pin them against each other and to, so that Luke would end up destroying Vader. And, and at that point, from what I, uh, from what I understand, uh, Palpatine did not have the ability to, uh, to, to force uh, do what he did in the essence transfer, you know, rise of Skywalker, you know, the conduit, like, well, su- yeah, like sucking the force energy from people. He didn't have that ability yet, but um, so, so I just think he would, they would have, he would have tried to keep the rule of two um, alive in that, you know, getting Luke to kill Vader or one of them to kill them, the other. Um, just feeding that hate. And then, like you said, someone would rise up uh, for the light side. It could be Starkiller, but I think it would be more readily uh, Leia. Um, and she would... There is another. Some, hmm. I mean, it would be difficult for her to balance that, like her being a general for the rebellion and train as a Jedi, but uh it's possible i mean i think she she had a lot more latent force power uh and potential than she ever was able to see through you know absolutely actually in uh, in the book um from a certain point of view there is one of the stories and i i feel like i mentioned this this book all the time I don't recommend people read it because a lot of it is garbage. But <laughs> but um, there's a uh, there's a story where 
uh, Obi-Wan as a force ghost is appearing to Yoda for it for the first time. And they're talking and he's like, you know, this right, right after Obi-Wan died and figured out how to corporealize his body. And he's like, you know, Skywalker's going to be coming to you soon. And he's talking about it. And Yoda's like, awesome. So Leia's going to be here and, and I'm going to get to train her. And he's like, oh, no, the, the other one. And he's like, <laughs> you mean like the emotionally like unstable one? The one that's exactly like his father that got us in this mess? Like Yoda was hoping for Leia to be the one. Uh, and... I don't know. I just I just find that fascinating. You know, it's it kind of goes along with what you're saying. But um, Shaylee, what do you think? Yeah, I was kind of in the same place where, like, when this question was asked, my immediate thought was like, well, then it becomes the story of, I think Leia would rise up and be the one to try to bring Luke back. Like, I think she would try. To, yeah, she would definitely. I would. That just like I've talked about Leia a lot this episode, but that would just be such a fun like you were saying how you wish you could see like um parallel or different universes like different what ifs but like actual cartoons of it or whatever like they're doing mcu i would love to see that where it's like if luke did turn to the dark side then it the story shifts to leia being the one who needs to become you know a jedi and train and then go bring luke back to the light side so it's just like everybody going to bring each other back <laughs> but yeah that I would love that would definitely my brain was like that becomes the story of Leia having to rescue Luke from the dark side then she would do it yeah she I, loved him I'm picturing like that the scene from Jedi but it, it's Leia and then Vader's like oh uh your brother <laughs> and then she, mm. but she's even tempered and smart and like has had schooling and yeah, I don't think that would be fair, to be honest. I think Leia would be like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, eventually, <clears throat> eventually in in the Legends, you have Luke going to the dark side temporarily. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a little bit farther down the road. And I forget who it was that brought him back. Was it was it Leia. It was Leia. That it was Leia. Back. Okay. Yeah, so it would be it would be really cool to see if Lucasfilm ever, you know, toys with those possibilities, um, I, I mean, who knows? In a sense, they had that with uh, Ray and Ben, right? Like, they didn't know each other, but then they certainly got to know each other, you know, not even their will to know each other. She's like, can you put on a cowl or something? Uh, they didn't, you know, want to be connected that way, or at least she didn't for, at first. But then I'm thinking it works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, you're gonna. No. Um, so it it just to see that dynamic play out was interesting. But if they had grown up together, would be of course it'd be even weirder, you know, if they ended up as a couple. But uh, not blood related, no matter what people say. Misunderstanding the comics and all that with uh, Anakin and Palpatine, but. I'm thinking of beyond the movies, like behind the scenes. Everything we talked about with Leia being like this icon uh, is so important. But I think if they had pushed to make her the Jedi, like what we're seeing with Rey, the backlash would have been even worse than it is now. Because mm -hmm. at least now I think there's some more uh, awakened people uh, that don't see this as such a big deal. Like, in fact, it is a big deal, but the other way, like it's great that we have 
strong female characters, but some are triggered by that. And I always say, you know, you got to think about why that triggers you. Uh, it's not the character, perhaps. But to have Leia do that, I think maybe that might have killed Star Wars even faster. True. Uh, then it seemed to be going. And for now a while. I'm sad. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry. I I'm, I humanity sucks. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just, the arguments that I have with, especially, it seems like children, like little boys, that are so bothered by even having a female Jedi in the first place, although they're like, but Ahsoka, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of scenarios where I can say that that's not, that doesn't prove that you're not biased. Uh, yeah. That you happen to like this character that is the most thoroughly developed character maybe in all of canon even you know maybe rivaling <laughs> anakin in some ways right like sure we know her really well we're gonna love her i i think she's awesome but like i don't know i and just they hated her when she came out yes i was there she was too. the I most like, hated saw it in the theater I've ever seen and people i was like oh this is interesting uh she, you know interesting alien sort of jedi padawan here and then yeah to hear people sky guy right yeah sky guy and snips <laughs> i'm like where did that come from but like the love for the series, but there was so much hate for the movie. And like the first season of the series was not well received by the fans at the time. And yet I think Ahsoka has helped to bring it even further. And so I think once people kind of get over the Ray hate, uh, it will be even better. And maybe it'll be just normal to have uh, women who are the superheroes, people of color who are the superheroes, not just a white dude that always is the hero. Like that still like, I don't know. I, and I think about speaking of the diversity angle here, when I look back at the Phantom Menace because I did a whole series on it recently and I just was really thinking through like Amidala's outfits and how amazing they were. But I know that some of the criticism was they were very Asian, but she's not. And I was thinking, well, they missed an opportunity. Oh wait, no, Luke and Leia were already white. So they couldn't really do that unless, yeah. So mm -hmm. I, I get why they made Amidala the way they did. And I thought the outfits and everything were great, but I want to see more diversity. And of course, Disney Lucasfilm is giving us that. Um, Marvel is starting to give us that. And I just, you know, my kids are biracial and I want them to see heroes that they think they can look up to. Like the Shang-Chi movie is going to be awesome if it ever comes out uh, on the Marvel side of things. Mm -hmm. Like they're also into Kung Fu and they're half Chinese. And so there's a lot of things that it's like, Hey, a hero for us, but, I just, yeah, uh, to see, but then uh, going back to end the story in the universe, Luke and Leia as a sibling rivalry, like fighting each other would have been pretty fantastic. I'm thinking in my head and I, I'm just imagining though a scenario playing out where it's like, you know, Luke saying, have you come to save my soul? And she says, no, just like in the last <laughs> Jedi, right? Like, because <laughs> I could see her him. assassin that way. Yeah. I mean, she could have tried and then if at the end of the day he's not going to do it she's just going to have to end him like i don't think she would have stopped like obi-wan did but that's just me that's what i was saying i was saying the same exact thing like if if leia had have gone and, and been trained luke was like oh i i see the good in you i i don't think leia would have uh <laughs> said the same thing i'm like you know oh, to to anakin yeah yeah there's there is good yeah. But uh, this is like your you got to be held accountable for, for your crimes. Uh, and right. especially if you read like uh, Bloodlines and stuff, you know, like, she, she actually 
never got the chance to come to terms with all that stuff with with her father torturing her right yeah exactly in a sense she did with ben though because i think once she got older and she got to see it in her son not her father and she just she literally gave her last breath to save him uh, from vader's fate which a lot of people don't know and i need to do a video on this uh maybe uh someday soon in the if you've seen the commentary not the commentary the uh what do you call that the documentary for the Mm -hmm. rise of skywalker one of the filmmakers talks about how Leia is reaching out to Ben and saving him was her Jedi trial and that she did complete her Jedi journey as she was dying, which is kind of just a sweet moment. I wish they could have pointed that out in the film, but uh, I do just love knowing that and just, yeah, she didn't give up on him, but a young Leia. Yeah. She would have just totally wiped the floor with Vader. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, so I, I don't want this to go too long, but I do want to do one last same scenario for everyone, right? Rise of Skywalker, same movie that it was, but at the end, Ben doesn't die. Uh, Travis, <laughs> go. I know I'm just springing this on you, but <laughs> you can think on your feet. I believe in you. Okay. I was hoping to bring up one of my own about Mace Windu not falling out of a window, but uh, I'll go with this. Um, if Ben hadn't died, uh, I think, I mean, I don't, I don't think they would have lived happily ever, ever after as a couple. I think that would have been a little more complicated. There was a kiss. Uh, Yeah, there was a kiss and that was, there's something there, but, uh, it would have probably been more Stockholm syndrome. (laughs) <laughs> i think i think they would have started a jedi order and um maybe a romance could have grown out of that cooperation um and and it i mean it, it's a nice thought but um i kind of and and i really do wish he kind of could have lived because he didn't really have much to do in the rise of Skywalker as far as dialogue. And you, right when you get to see Ben and how awesome he is as a character, he dies. And it's a little bit, it's just like, man, you know, I wish he could have lived for a little bit longer. So, um, I don't he know. Had one line. Ow. Yeah. That's yeah. All one line is Ben. <laughs> Ow. Uh, Shaylee, what do you think? Ben survives. What happens? So this is this scenario is Ben survives, but they're they're the scenario is that they're both surviving. Yes. Okay. So yeah, they definitely. I feel like I try to want to. I want to try to not be biased because I have been a Raylo shipper since 2015. I'm sorry. <laughs> so it's okay. Either I'll, you. I'll, we don't all have to agree to to, to love each other and get along. I love them, but uh, so I, I, I do believe they would have started some sort of Jedi Order together. I'm not so sure Ben would have been as good at it as Ray because he, he seems a little less stable, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely, you, you know, that would have been, that's one of those things where it's like the story hasn't been written like to that point yet, so it's like 
the possibilities. I, I definitely could see them starting a, some sort of like Jedi order together, but not really like Jedi. It would definitely be different. It would be more balanced, obviously. But yeah, that's all I can think of is that they would start an order and start to train new people. But uh, Ray would definitely be the head of that. <laughs> Absolutely. And and they they'd have to have a separate hut for uh, Kylo Ren to go and throw his little fits and stuff, like, <laughs> so that people fits. wouldn't wouldn't see it. <laughs> like, <laughs> but then there's also what you have to think about is like what a lot of people bring up. He did do a lot of bad stuff. <laughs> so like as much as I like in my head, I'm like, oh, they would start a new order together and it would be great. He may, they may put him in, like, jail or something, because, like, he did a lot of bad stuff, so that's also a possibility. I love Ben, obviously, but he did do a lot of bad stuff, so <laughs> maybe he wouldn't have anything to do with the New Order. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But in my head, I would like to think so. <laughs> my head uh, cannon. Jacob? Yeah, so I've done a lot of thinking about this scenario, and if somehow he didn't have to sacrifice himself to save Ray, which I thought was a beautiful moment. I thought, you know, this, in, in a way, Ben's redemption arc is a lot more developed than Vader's was. Cause Vader was just like, no, no, yeet. Right? Mm -hmm. Like that's kind of what happened. Although it, now that we can analyze it from decades, you know, since we can kind of see some moments where he is starting, like Vader actually goes, from being absolutely evil to starting to question things and you can kind of see it where he, there is conflict. Luke could sense it in him. Kylo had the opposite. He had gone from completely conflicted when he finally killed his father and lost that fight largely from that as much as the bowcaster. And I think, um, to, uh, you're, you're right. That is canon. He, just real quick in yeah. the novelization, he finds himself weaker after killing his father. Right. So yeah, there, there's a lot of symbolism going on there. He's scarred physically. He's completely like broken, but he's also scarred internally. Like there's just a lot of scarring going on with that guy uh, or fresh wound rather at that point. But uh, by the time you get to the rise of Skywalker, he's a lot calmer. I mean, after Mustafar, but because uh, he, he really lets him rage out there. Uh, but he, he's not, he, he's just not quite as, a fit of rage monster like at the drop of a hat he's just very resolute he's pure evil at that point but it's like he's not he, trying to convince himself anymore right he, he finally like yeah. he was had the mantle he assumed it of the supreme leader by then and then he gets to this point where he almost dies and he's just kind of dumbfounded and you know his mom reached out to him and raised there and she heals him and that you could see that transformation when he's there talking to the memory like in his head i think a lot of people still don't understand that uh, to them anyway we'll talk about that when we get to those movies uh but it uh to see him totally give himself to her and to to save her like to me that was a an awesome redemption arc but let's say he didn't have to give it all up which is the scenario I don't see him showing up at uh, resistance meetings and new, new Republic meetings saying, Hey guys, I'm sorry. I killed all your friends, <laughs> but I'm here to help. Uh, yeah. Okay. Janitorial duty. I, Finn's like, you're going to clean, you know, clean up. Uh, so I just, yeah, I think they would have had to been secret like Anakin and Padme in a sense. Like he would have had to like, 
for instance, a lot of people don't think about yet that nobody's left alive that knows that Ray is a Palpatine. And she's, I don't know how, how long she's going to hide that, but she's going to have some explaining to do at some point. That's, that's got to be part of it. Uh, how would she have, you know, said, oh, okay, but no, Ben's good now. Like, ooh, that would have been rough. Yeah. But she would also said, you know what you are? You're difficult to, you're a monster. Like that's the way their dialogue would go sometimes. Yeah. I, I, uh, I gotta agree with, 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 uh, with Jacob here because I imagine, you know, him surviving, coming back with him to base and everyone else is like, <laughs> like he's here. Like, really? Like this mother? Uh, didn't he you know especially Finn like that guy put a lightsaber in my spine <laughs> once um, which I, I still don't understand how he survived that but go on uh, he, he scored him he didn't cut through him it's you know but uh, um, am I yeah because I, I, I've seen this question posed a lot, and you know it does take in, into consideration what happens, you know, at the very end of the film. So that's why I thought it'd be a good one. Um, and it is just to me the most awkward situation ever, because um, I apologize, I, I'm not a Raylo shipper myself. <laughs> I um, totally get it. <laughs> That's a valid <laughs> thing to not ship. <laughs> I I think their if their relationship would be, um, man, how do I explain this? It would be Fifty Shades of Grey ish, which is to yeah. say, like spicy but not healthy. <laughs> wow! <laughs> like poisonous. So we're going into the fan fiction now or no? Ah, uh, I'm not. I had Next someone episode. send me some. Anyways, uh, <laughs> it, it was not to my liking. Uh, let's let's just say, and I I think you know what we got from from Force Awakens is Finn was very much into her and was deeply connected to her, um, you know, through the Force. Ray, I gotta tell you something. And, <laughs> and oh, literally, literally. <laughs> Literally, Finn was like the first person to think that she was special. He was the first person to recognize her as totally an individual. Was. And he's been supportive, never controlling, never evil or any of this stuff. And she is like I, the first girl you ever saw, though. There, there, there were, <laughs> well, Phasma, but yeah. <laughs> but probably never without the chrome on, right? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, um, no, no, but that that being said, um, it just it would have been super awkward for everyone. Would it have worked? It, it might have. I, I I don't know. But let's be honest. You know, uh, Han, his his father was that that handsome, charismatic, daring sort. It didn't work with with Leia because he's not someone that's that's going to stop and hang around I, I i don't know um it would have been it, it would have been really cool to see but uh the other thing is in order to become a force ghost you do have to you know your death has to be in an act of selflessness 
And I think had there not been such a big catalyst for it, I, I don't see him doing that, you know. Um, he he did sacrifice himself for Ray because A, she had already done that to him. Um, B, he had turned back to the light, right? You know, he has the exact opposite journey as Vader. Mm -hmm. uh, the darkness claimed, claimed him from birth, right? That's, that's canon. The, the whole reason that he trained with Luke wasn't that, you know, Luke was going to be the best to train him. Remember, Leia trained herself as well. Um, but he trained with Luke because he was surrounded by darkness. Leia sent him to Luke to learn balance, and it got worse. <laughs> so, um, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that um, he would have eventually returned to the light. It would be easier to answer my own question had he had any dialogue other than ouch after turning. <laughs> One thing I think about a lot, probably too much, is from Ray's perspective, if, if you're in Ray's mind, she fights Palpatine and she dies. She wakes up and Ben's holding her. Without saying a word, he kisses her and then he dies. I imagine she's like, the hell is happening? I can't keep up. Yeah, it's almost Romeo and Juliet but at that point. I, the way I saw it, she kissed him. She kissed him back. Um, she was dead. <laughs> I feel like I feel he was the instigator. I, I no, don't he, know. No, no, he he, right, he uh, brought her back to life, and then she kissed him. Okay, I'll, I'll have to rewatch him. Uh, but yeah, um, it'd be super awkward. I guess that's my final I think, answer. I think <laughs> she the the she had some sort of like spiritual understanding. Like she understood that he brought her back to life. And mm -hmm. there was something on a deep level that she just knew that it wasn't Absolutely. And that comes from The Last Jedi, right? They both saw visions of each other joining them. And mm. both of those visions happened. For Kylo Ren... I thought Ren, the movies weren't planned out. Sorry. <laughs> They're not connected. And, and it, what's funny is, um, as someone that has read almost all of canon... Mm -hmm. The connections are all there. Everything that happens in Rise of Skywalker is actually very heavily hinted at in the um, Aftermath trilogy, which ended, what, three years ago? Something like that? Uh, I, I don't know. It's all, it's all funny to me. But, um, yeah, I, I, I do love the direction that we ended up getting. Um, his sacrifice was beautiful. Uh, and also, I I want to see the Force Ghost meeting of him and Anakin. Um, yeah, it's it's this one. So I want to throw out another scenario that I still think is actually plausible. Um, we know, yeah, he Force Ghosted. At least we saw him, you know, die the same way we saw, uh, you know, Obi Wan, sort of uh, Yoda, Anakin, but he also gave himself completely to her. And I just wonder with the dyad and we still don't know a lot about the dyad, like 
maybe he doesn't even have to appear as a force ghost. Maybe they've got some kind of internal monologue going on or dialogue rather uh, because of that connection. Like in a sense, he still lives on in her. And I just, I wonder where that's going to go in the future. Absolutely. I, it's kind of easy to hide that. him that way, right? As long as she doesn't talk to him out loud. In front yeah. Of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that's, um, that's how she can rightfully be called a Skywalker because his life force was uh, given to her. And so now she's kind of like a truly a Skywalker. Like she has Skywalker blood flowing through her veins in, in a way. Skywalker life force, yeah. And, and not, not only that, but I mean, Force Awakens, Maz Kanata goes up to her and says, what you seek is in front of you. Not behind. not behind you. Yep. What what, what was she the belonging you seek? Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. And then Ray rejects it and the lightsaber right away. But you know, she had no hero's journey. But yeah. um, <laughs> tongue in cheek. Obviously, she did. Oh. Oh, I love the family. hero's journey and Ray through the hero's journey. Yes. But, but yeah, thank you guys so so much for for joining me on this uh, on, on this podcast. I. I'm I'm stoked. All of your insights are awesome, and I love how all of us are very different, have different perspectives on things, and we can we can all get along, and it's it's just beautiful. So thank you so much. That's um, the way it should be. This is the way. Yes, this is the way. <laughs> let's uh <laughs> let's go around and say where we can find. I, I know I I met you know half of you through uh, through TikTok. I've known Travis uh, since I was like 13 or something. Forever. <laughs> um, yeah, where can we find you online and in the event that TikTok gets banned? <laughs> where where are you? <laughs> uh, Travis? Uh, I'm not on TikTok. Uh, I don't think. <laughs> um, I am. I'm here. You can find me, find me here on this channel. Uh, maybe more than once a month. And uh, that's probably the main place. Uh, I also have a SoundCloud uh, with my original music under the Time Traveler. Um, spelt with one L, the Time Traveler. And I'll put all links in, in the uh, YouTube description. And Instagram is the Time Trav. Yep. And Shaylee? Um, it's pretty much just TikTok. <laughs> Shaylo Wren, Shaylo underscore Wren. But um, in the event that that gets, um, I guess Instagram. I don't really have any intentions of being anywhere else. So Instagram is Shaylee Stafford. <laughs> okay, <And> that's been it. <laughs> All right, uh, Jacob. So I, jo I joined uh, Dub Smash today. Um, yeah, so it looks like a sort of a discount TikTok at this point, but I, no offense, Dub Smash. It predates. It predates. Well, right. I, I right. have a Dub Smash myself. Yeah, <laughs> first time I actually went on it, but uh, so, but I listen. I don't think the TikTok thing is going to happen. Uh, the ban, which I Agreed. did post about uh, working in government IT as I do. I uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. But if it does. What little tiny influence I have is going to be loud and you might see me on the, my socials or you may never see me again. Who knows? Um, but I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, lots of different social networks. All J. Kevin Parker. So that's uh, that's where I'm at. Uh, let's see what else. YouTube. I'm 
I've got one YouTube uh, video on my personal channel and I plan to do a lot more of those. So uh, I'm really excited to be part of this because now maybe some people will recognize me with the famous Brandon. So famous. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. Um, yep. Yeah, and then me, I am, I'm, I'm Brandon McKinney, also known as Darth Choco or Darth Chocolate. Um, Darth Chocolate 7 on PSN. I will uh, put <laughs> everyone's links down in the descriptions below. Um, if anything happens, I, if you look up Darth Chocolate, I will try to make myself available. I also own DarthChocolate.com. So, uh, oh, wow. I'll put there. so, uh, thank you guys so much. And, um, may the force be with you always. May the force thank be with you. you. Be with you as well. Thank you.